Hey guys, welcome to Rediscover You. I'm your host, M. Swain. And if you landed here today, it is 111% not an accident. It means you're ready to fall back in love with life and rediscover you. This juicy little podcast is here to tell you about my authentic story of how I awakened and to give you the full spectrum of a journey to self-rediscovery. My heart's desire is to give you access to the rather wild journey life has taken me on. Plus, to give you insights into all the tools, processing, and the holistic approach to healing I have discovered, which I know will help you begin to fall madly in love with life too. So, let's get started. Some mornings, I have revelations about life about calling and purpose and what to do and where to go and how to do it and what's happened the purpose of it all my purpose in it all this morning was one of those mornings when i came across the word dharma at the beginning of last year it spoke to me in ways i could never describe it hit my soul it went past my mind which had always been deeply indoctrinated and conditioned by Christian viewpoints. So any Sanskrit word to me was always somewhat of a threat, as my family had brought me up to believe other religions were bad and Christianity was the only way to God. But this word Dharma, even though it was Sanskrit, it landed. It landed in my soul. Dharma has many different descriptions and interpretations. But ultimately, it is the purpose of one's soul, the calling, the mission. It is a never-ending, forever-unfolding mystery of life. It is a deeply unique calling to everyone on this planet. The universal calling of Dharma is to raise conscious awareness, to get all souls closer to the divine, to source, to God, to awaken, to remember, to unbecome all our mental conditioning and to become our truest form of self. But how we do that is unique. And how we help another do that is unique. That's your dharma, your story, your journey of how you awakened, of how you led others to awakening. When you discover your dharma, you begin to see how every single event in your life, every passion, every trauma, every heartbreak, every aha, every move, every everything happened for you. It is all designed to guide you, lead you, sometimes smash you back on course for your soul's purpose. In my healing journey, I discovered my dharma archetype was to be a teacher, a nurturer, and a visionary. But I suppose for me, a question I have never really had the answer to, or ever really even known I was searching for, is what is my real gift? What do I give to this world? What is my gifting? I know my calling is to heal people. That's why my whole life, pre my awakening and after my awakening, I have studied modalities like psychology, holistic life coaching, mind-body certificates, energy healing, 
and I've been deeply drawn to working closely with people who needed healing, as my job for the past four years has been being a full-time live-in carer, and I very often have palliative clients who are nearing death. My soul comes alive when I see people heal. But let me tell you something. I have seen many people die too. And that's been the most painful, crucifying truth for me. I have watched death unfold and occur time and time again. This morning I was in deep meditation over this. At the end of this month, I will be two years since I went to a festival and I overdosed on drugs. On February 4th, the beginning of next month, it will be four years since my best friend committed suicide and two years since I decided to become sober. It will be four years since I got the call that my mom was terminal with cancer and had just a few months to live. This month of January, it was also my sister's birthday who also committed suicide two and a half years ago. So January for me is a time of really feeling death and new life, feeling grief, the cyclical emotions of passing and rebirthing. And this is what came to me this morning. For the past four years, I've been a live-in carer. Most of my clients I was sent to were palliative, meaning they were very close to death. And the others were very often highly medicated, very shut down, and really in the mindset of, now I am just waiting to die. Many times I have arrived at clients' homes and the carer who I've taken over has been like, you're going to struggle so much. This is such a hard job. Tears and everything. I guess for me, that's always been somewhat of a challenge, which I have readily taken on because I love to love and I love people loving me. I get quite headstrong on my intentions for people to love me. I've always found that those who resist your love the most, when they crack, they are the most incredible souls on the planet. It's just getting through the hardened shell of the ego. But love has a way of doing that. Anyways, it's funny how in life you start to hear familiar phrases as you come and go from one job to the next. A phrase I have heard every single time I leave a client whether it's from their family, their friends, themselves, or all of the above, is this. You brought them back to life. That statement has always been one that has given me the most joy. And as I began doing my coaching online, I began hearing it from my coaching clients too, how I brought them back from the brink of suicide, how I gave them a new lease on life, how I helped them fall in love with life again. However, there was another familiar pattern for me that seemed to arise for many years. And it was as I left my clients, about two, maybe four weeks later, they passed away. I would get an email or a phone call with one of their family members or from my company saying that they had passed gently. My heart would always sink. But whoever phoned would always continue by saying that I'd given them the happiest last few months of their lives. 
most of my clients were palliative and very old, so passing was an inevitability. The thing that was always so beautiful was how, when I lived with them, they had come back to life for that time. For those months, the house would become a home again. It would be filled with giggles, singing, my terrible dance moves, yummy food, afternoon tea, and naps. And it would be as close to what it had always been before their illness, a home. I had many a card, letter, phone call, and quiet conversation with loved ones of my clients who time and time again would say it, you brought us back to life. I struggled mentally for a very long time to see that that was my gifting. I believed for a long time I was a curse and a jinx. It was like whenever I left somewhere, someone would die. It happened in my work life, and then it happened in my home life too. When I left Cape Town in 2017, within three months, my best friend committed suicide. My mom died of cancer, and even the dog died. A year later, I came home to visit again, and a month after I left, my sister committed suicide. I felt like I just left a trail of bodies in my wake. My heart was so deeply broken at the loss of all these humans who I'd loved and poured myself into for the duration of our earthly connection. I really cannot describe to you the mental, physical, and emotional suffering and grief I endured when I believed I was a curse. I hated myself deeply. I felt like I was never enough, like I was always the person that others would love but would leave, that I was a curse. I lived in terrible torment for the longest time. But I kept missing what everyone was saying. In my mom's last few moments and her last words on her deathbed, she held out her hand and she took mine and she whispered, You're so kind, Emsie. I could never have done this without you. I remember trying my best not to weep too much, and I spluttered out how I would do anything to take her place, to die for her, to give her life. But I had, and I hadn't even realized it. As her body died, I had given her the love, comfort, support, joy, and ease she had so deeply needed in her final few months. My sister's last words in her suicide letter to me was that I was the human she'd loved most on this earth and the reason she had stayed for so long. She said she knew her death would destroy me, but it was never my fault that I was the best thing in her life and that she'd loved me more than anything. Her suicide did destroy me for the longest time because I hadn't awakened yet to my calling, to my dharma to my inner gift. Maybe it's only right now, as I'm typing this, that the penny is really dropping, that I am a life giver. That is my biggest gift. I give the gift of bringing people back to life. After the loss of life, I lost my love for life. I turned against life. I resisted every change, every situation. 
I hated life. I hated myself. I turned to drugs, alcohol, parties, travel, sleepless nights, and suicidal poetry to escape. Finally, I decided to kill myself too. May 16th, 2021, I took a massive overdose. I should never have survived. The doctors couldn't understand how I did. But I survived. And that's when I decided I'm bringing myself back to life. It was like, without me even realizing it, the gift that was within me just leveled the fuck up. It knew that this was now life or death and it was going to do whatever it took to bring me back on course to my purpose. I walked, crawled, cried, screamed, shook, danced, ran, flew, wrote, learned, sang. I did everything I physically, mentally, and energetically could to come back. And I did it. This is the thing. My whole life, these patterns, phrases, moments kept happening. But I lived with a belief. I believed that I was a curse, not a blessing. That death followed me rather than I gave life to others. My mindset crushed my soul. My belief system limited my purpose. I lived in suffering rather than surrender. And I want to open the space for you to have some time to reflect too. You see, nothing about my past has changed, but my experience of it, my belief in it, and how I see my present and future has fundamentally shifted, elevated, and awakened. It's not that the experience has changed, but my experience of the experience has. So my loves, have you found yourself feeling like this? Like there's a pattern, a trail in your life? Have you got those familiar phrases that people always say to you? Or moments that have totally broken your heart and you just cannot understand why? Have you felt this longing to understand, to find your purpose, to live fulfilled? Is there a way you can, in this moment, begin to see how everything that has happened to you, in fact, happened for you? Let me end by saying this. Falling back in love with life has been the most incredible experience of my life. I continue to discover new parts of me, new hidden gems, new glorious depths. But I know my purpose, and I know my biggest gift to this world. I bring people back to life. I did it for me, and I'm ready to be the vessel for all those who feel called to fall back into love with life. I am here. Welcome, my loves. Let's rediscover you. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to rediscovering you. And I am so, so proud of you. If you want to hear more, 
make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any. If you're feeling that, oh my god, M, yes, I am so ready to rediscover myself and fall back in love with life, then babe, let's do this thing called life together. Head over to my website, mswain.com and book an appointment to begin your juicy, beautiful journey of rediscovery today. And then come over and join my ever-growing community on Instagram by following me at, at mswain underscore coaching. I can't wait to connect. Until then, chat soon.